Hello and welcome to another incident-packed, full-on edition of the Ponty Rugby Show here on GTFM. It's great to have you with us once again. I'm Gator Davis, hosting the show that brings you all the news, views and interviews from your local Premier Rugby Club, Pontypridd RFC. The show this week is being broadcast right in between two high-profile derby matches for Ponty, having hosted Merthyr at the House of Pain last Saturday and heading down to the Arms Park to face old rivals Cardiff this coming Friday evening. If you can't get excited about that, then you never will get excited about anything. We'll catch up with all of the action, reviewing and previewing the key events, and as always we'll have a catch-up on the Indigo Premiership Cup results and rankings in the news round item with our correspondent Grace Reynolds. Our special guest this week will be hard-grafting flanker Christian Parker, newly elected as club vice-captain, and certainly one of the standout performers in the Ponty team in recent times. Christian was nominated as the Golden Bob Sponsors Man of the Match against Merthyr on Saturday. We'll have a chance to catch up with him later on. Let's kick off then by going over to Grace Reynolds for the News Round update. There's been no let-up in the sheer intensity of the Indigo Premiership Cup tournament as the tough games just keep coming for Pontypridd RFC. After a narrow defeat away to Aberville the previous weekend, Ponty hosted Valley rivals Merth at the House of Pain last Saturday in what proved to be another close encounter with no quarter asked or given by either side. Although training at the break and although having three players consigned to the sin bin during the course of the game, Ponty showed great character in striking back to claim a 21 points to 14 victory, often having to dig deep in defence to see it out to successful conclusion. Ponty tries were scored by winger Dale Stuckey and full-back Lloyd Rowlands, one early on in each half, with impressive young outside half Ben Burnell kicking a conversion and three penalties to seal the deal. Any thoughts that Ponty can now rest on their laurels and dwell on the big win against Merthyr can be quickly discounted as another high-profile derby clash comes along, this time Wade City rivals Cardiff. The Capital Club were very much the form team in the Premiership during the previous campaign, heading for a league title win before the season was abruptly cut short due to the Covid pandemic, and they have carried that form on into the current season. Ponty will play Cardiff at the Arms Park this coming Friday evening, the 8th of October, the match kicking off at 7.15pm. Pontypridd have enjoyed considerable success down in the capital city in recent times and undoubtedly the big travelling support from the Valleys to shout the team on has been an important contributing factor. That vocal backing will be needed again on Friday and the Pontypridd supporters club are organising coach travel down to the game. For more details or to book a seat on the bus please contact Phil Lysett on 01443 662 561. That's 01443-662-561. The home win over Merthyr last Saturday elevated Ponty to third position in the Eastern Pool of the Indigo Premiership Cup, with eight points secured from two wins and one defeat so far this season. Four of the six competing clubs have the same record, which underlines how competitive the tournament is turning out to be. The other results last weekend saw Cardiff gain a creditable 3 points to 27 win away to Abervale and RGC go down to third successive defeat, this time by 15 points to 27 against Newport up in Colwyn Bay. Cardiff currently topped the Eastern Pool, having accumulated more bonus points than the chasing pack. 
In the western pool of the Premiership Cup, it's Aberavon and Llandovery who were set in the early pace, both with a 100% winning record so far, a 3 out of 3. With Wizards topping the pool, two bonus points clear of their rivals. Don't forget that you can keep up with all the latest news from Ponty RFC by logging onto the website www.ponty.net or on the club's social media platforms at PontypreetRFC. Thank you, Grace. Let's move on to our main feature in this week's show, and I'm delighted to say that Ponty back rower Christian Parker joins us as our special guest. Well, Christian, thanks for joining us on the GTFM Rugby Show here. Um, you have been on as a guest before, I'm sure, but um, as it's been such a long time away from the game, can you just remind us, you know, your background in the game of rugby, what clubs you, you developed through a junior and youth level and then on to senior level? Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me again on you. So, um, yeah, so my background, I started playing when I was uh, probably about five or six. Um, luckily, my next-door neighbour played rugby uh, for Penturk, so he took me up there to start playing mini and juniors rugby. And then um, when I was just went up to comprehensive school, I moved away uh, due to my mother's job up to England, just outside of Brighton. So played up there for uh, Haywards Heath RFC, where I moved on into my rugby. Uh, thankfully, then came back uh, just due, due to my mother's job again. And um, that's when I started playing for Landed Vardra, went through the uh, 15-16s and youth system into the senior rugby, uh, got picked up by Baylor then, spent two seasons up there, and then that's when I made my move into the Premiership with Ebervale. Spent two really good years up there, and then back home to Ponty then, which is into my second season Second season now. Am I right in saying, especially with Ebervale, as I remember, you were playing mostly in the second row then, was it more than in the back row? Yeah, so I was predominantly signed up there as second row, so... Most of my time spelt, uh, spent in the boiler house up there. And you, you joined Ponty, as you said, back in 2019, which I think initially was on permit from Ebbuville, but um, you became pretty much ever-present. I think you played almost every game through that first season. So Yeah, so I, I think I played my first game for Ponty on permit. I think it was against Merthyr last game of the season down on Sardis, and they won that game, so that was a nice start. And then... Yeah, signed and luckily everything seemed to seemed to go swimmingly for me. You know, I think I missed one game due to being away uh, around Christmas time. But yeah, I really enjoyed my rugby my first year, and I couldn't have asked for a better start, really. But I think uh, that was proven by the fact that you were nominated as Player of the Year. So that first season must have been a really good experience for you, and and it went really well. Yeah, yeah, boys welcomed me straight away, and I think that was a major factor in me enjoying my rugby and probably playing some of the best rugby I've played for a while. So, you know, all credit due to the boys for that, more than anything. What was it like then to be nominated as Player of the Year by the supporters, you know, after your first season with the club? That that must have meant a lot to you as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think being, you know, like sort of second row, back row, you probably, especially my type of game, I'm not very flamboyant and more... Uh, <laughs> grunt and everything so to see that that goes noticed by the fans a lot is a is a big pleasing factor for me well, I think the Ponty supporters are quite a knowledgeable bunch you know and um, it, there was a, a view possibly over the past few years that what we've been missing in the team was a little bit of dog you know and a bit of grunt and groan as you said in the forward so um, you were the person to, to step up and provide that 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was quite nice to be. I I don't know. I don't know how it goes about, but you know, I'll just go through my job as best as I can on a day, and hopefully, it, it helps the team. Was it was it disappointing for you then because of the pandemic? Obviously, there was no presentation ceremony for you as player of the year for the first time in a long time. Was that a bit of a disappointment? Did it take the shine off things for you a little bit? I probably didn't take the shine off it. Obviously, it's a little bit disappointing not to have a presentation and everything. But, you know, we move on and try and better ourselves again now this year. Hopefully I can, you know, if I could repeat any of that success from last year, I'd be well happy with that. Yeah. Well, we mentioned the lockdown there. What was that like for you personally? You know, there was no rugby, obviously no playing. I suppose you had to keep your own training regime just to keep fit and with work as well. You know, how did the, the pandemic affect your work? Yeah, it was difficult. I had just changed uh, jobs just before, I think it was like a week before lockdown kicked in. So the first few months of lockdown, I was really busy with a new job. They they give me a, a laptop so I could work from home a lot. So it was a lot of um, catching up on some work that I hadn't done for a while and, and familiarising myself with systems and everything. But yeah, in terms of it was a big shock not having any rugby. Normally you're when you're playing, you're in class, uh, regular system of playing, training on a Tuesday, Thursday, playing on a Saturday, you get stuck into that routine. So to not have that was a big factor. But like you said, uh, we're all in a WhatsApp group together. So sessions were put out for the boys to do if they wanted to keep their fitness taking over. I think a lot of boys were out on the rugby field, local rugby fields doing sessions here. Same for me. I Luckily, I live in Hopkinstown now. So there's the cricket club down by me with a football field. So I used to go down there most days to do try and do a little bit of fitness to keep taking over. But with the gyms closed, you know, especially for yourself as a as a forward, you know, bulking up and keeping fit in that sense, it must have been hard as well, um, not being able to go to the gym, pumping iron, yeah. basically. Yeah, it was difficult. I, I probably, some of the boys I'll say, I probably bulked up a little bit in the wrong way. But um, yeah, so luckily I had a few bits of equipment at home that I could use and everything and normally I the gym is just there for me to take over with but to miss that and with like a sauna I used to love a sauna after game to recover and everything so when yeah. those get taken away from you it's, uh, it's a big big factor then and after such a long time out then uh, with the lockdowns it must have been pretty hard to get back into training especially the, the conditioning training when the squad eventually did get back together yeah, yeah, it was. We always know any like sort of pre-season with Ponty is always going to be tough. We try and play this high-tempo, expansive game, so everybody needs to be fit. So all the hard work goes into that. And we ourselves try and give us um, a foothold in our prior to turning up to training. But yeah, it was, re- it, was, it was nice though. It was a nice feeling of getting back in and seeing the boys during these fitness sessions. It sort of brought all the memories back then of playing again. So yeah, really good. Did it give you a bit of a boost then or, you know, a sense that this was a, a completely fresh start after the pandemic and everything went on? Because um, I'm sure when you turned up first session, you know, after the lockdown, there must have been a lot of unfamiliar faces there simply because there was such a huge turnover within the squad. You know, a lot of players had left, but a lot of youngsters being introduced then. So um, it must have been a case of just getting to know who, who the new look squad were. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I've heard people say that obviously Ponte are in a transition phase now, and I think that's that's really accurate. Um, we've had a high turnover of players, but all the new boys that have come in have you know gelled really well with the older lot. They've probably 
pick the old law up a little bit to improve their own game because these youngsters are snapping at our heels trying to get that jersey off us. And the pre-season then must have been even more important than usual because of all these new players, you know, to get everyone uh, integrated into the squad and playing together. But it did go well, didn't it, with three wins out of three? Yeah, yeah, we had a really good pre-season. Obviously, uh, our training on ourselves was going really well on a Tuesday and Thursday. You could see um, combinations clicking, boys learning our structure really well. And then we moved into the games and I think we used probably over 40 boys in each of the games, which was really nice to see. And when we were making substitutions, none of the standards dropped at all. So that was a, yeah. a really pleasing thing, especially from the coach's point of view. And, uh, you know, looking at the back row in particular, you seem to be settled now into that um, blindside flanker role. The the combinations within the, the Pontypris back row possibly changed a little bit this season. You know, you've got um, Joe Miles coming in, Sam Evans, the youngster from Abercombe Boy, came, came into the Ebbuville game as predominantly ball-carrying number eights. You've got um, Callie James, open side flanker, you know, Rhys Shellard coming back from injury. Do, do you see the the balance of the back row maybe changing from what it was in previous seasons? Um, it's difficult to say with that. Obviously, I think we've got a really good abundance of riches in our back row. I don't think I've ever been part of a team that's got such a quality back row with players on the bench or not even selected in a squad who could come in and do just as good as a job as a starter. So the balance, I think we've got a really good balance in there between you know ball carriers, player players, people who can turn the ball over on the floor. And I think it's just down to the coaches and what game plan we go with on a Saturday. They can mix and match and pick whichever combination they want. Yeah, but it seems to be working well because, um, but it's been a tough start to the season. And it seems that this, um, the Indico Premiership Cup is going to be a very close fought tournament. You know, the uh, teams are winning games, losing games. And um, how, how have you seen the start of the season, you know, especially with the youngsters coming into the squad, fronting up against very experienced teams like Newport and Ebbuville, you know, and doing doing well throughout all of that. Yeah, yeah. This um this competition has started with a bang, to be fair. Um, I think this East Conference that we're in is very, very tight. Uh, as you can see already, everyone can beat anyone can beat anyone on their day and that. So yeah, it's been really tough. But the youngs like I said, the youngsters have come in and really shone, I think. I think that's a pleasing factor. Many of them have never played senior rugby before. And to come into this environment, play against seasoned professionals, it's been a really good show in from them, guys, and shows what a bright future point they have going forward. Yeah. Well, we just come off the back of a hard fought win, the Valley's Derby, as it's called, against Merthyr. But um, certainly no chance to rest on our laurels because it's into another Derby game now on Friday night. The old rivalry with Cardiff, who have been a form team in the Premiership the previous season and are going well again this season. So um, what's your outlook for that game down at the Arms Park on Friday? Yeah, really pleasing we're not over Merthyr on the weekend. The boys showed great heart and desire to to win that in the second half and shut out, uh, shut out Merthyr's pack, really. But um, it's a massive confidence boost for ourselves. I think we were bitterly disappointed with the result against Ebervale the week before. I think it was a massive learning curve for us and it, and it puts us in really good confidence now going down to the Arms Park on Friday night. It's a short turnaround, but the confidence in the squad is there. You know, we're going down there to win. Uh, anything less than that would be a disappointment for ourselves. I know Cardiff have been the form team and everything, but I think if you ask any other players in the squad, this is the kind of games you want to play in. Derbies each week, because you pick your uh, pick yourself up from all the time. 
it'll be a bit of an incentive for you probably then on the rest of the Ponty boys. We know that the, the Cardiff club side is closely linked now to Cardiff rugby, the regional uh, setup, and they'll have a lot of um, professional academy players lining up against us on Friday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, they've got a good relationship in there now, obviously, and there's a few familiar faces in that team or squad that were with us last year. So it'd be interesting going up against those guys. But, you know, at, at the moment, I'd back any of our youngsters to go up against them because their heart and desire is there to play for the badge. So, you know, I think when it comes to 15 or 15 on the field, anything can happen. Well, let's hope for a win. But uh, I'll touch on one other thing as well. You know, a big development for yourself this season is you've been nominated as vice-captain of the squad. Um, Morgan Shinowski as captain. Uh, do you feel any additional responsibility? Um, how do you view that uh, aspect, you know, being vice-captain of the squad? First of all, it's a massive uh, honour to be selected as vice-captain alongside Moggs. Um, bit of a shock, to be fair, but, you know... I'll I'll try and do the best job possible. Um, with pressure, I don't feel any more pressure with it. I'll just go about my own business and help Moggs as much as I can. The only probably uh, bit that comes with it is we're a very young team, so I think I'm seen as one of the senior boys in there now. So just making sure we look after them as much as possible in the week on games days. You know, keep that squad harmony up. We're trying to get events running, so we're creating this environment where we'll work for everyone as much as possible and. Just uh, try and keep it ticking over. And it must be a help to you, especially in the position that you play in, to have players like Richelard and Christikamidis in very near proximity to you around the park and all that their experience. You can tap into that if required. Oh, yeah, they've been a massive help already. You speak to Moggs about them as well. If we got any queries or questions... Um, we can always go to them straight away and they'll help us out, even on a pitch. Sometimes we don't need to say anything because we've got Dicko and Shelley on there as well who can who can lead just as well. Yeah, a collective effort then, I suppose. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, looking forward then, well, past the Cardiff game, what, how do you think the prospects look for Pont, you know, for the, for the rest of the season, longer term, uh, the Indigo Premiership Cup first, which will go into a playoff final, East and West, and then into a Premiership League competition, although it's um, home or away rather than home and away. How do you rate Ponty's prospects, you know, of um, winning enough games maybe to get a bit of silverware back to Sardis Road? Yeah, definitely. We're, we're confident in our own ability. We we started this cup with a, with a confidence of we can go out there and win it. And I, I think the same goes for the league. Obviously, it's a bit disappointing with the league there. It's either home or away because that uh, the home advantage we get at Sardis with the crowd is a massive factor for us and the boys love playing in front of them. But yeah, we I think if we speak to, speak as a collective, we're trying to target as much silverware as possible, whether that's cup or league. So yeah, we're definitely confident that we can have a good run and a good, good challenge out there this year. Well, a win against Cardiff on Friday night, I think, would lift the spirits. And uh, I'm sure you'll have a, a good, solid support uh, coming down from the valleys to, you know, shout you on to, to victory on Friday night, hopefully. Um, yeah, well, thank you, Christian. It's been great to talk to you again on uh, on the Ponty Rugby Show uh, and wish you all the best for Friday night and the rest of the season. That's right. My pleasure. Thanks for having me and uh, catch you soon. As I said, uh, Christian Parker was nominated as the man of the match in that all-important win over Merthyr on Saturday. And another who played a hugely important role both in defence and attack was fullback Lloyd Rowlands. I caught up with Lloyd earlier in the week 
to have his views on the Merthyr performance and the upcoming Cardiff game. Lloyd, uh, it was a big win against Merthyr on Saturday and you played um, an important part in that, a, a try right at the start of the second half and then you know a big defensive effort from the team in which you played your part with a try-saving tackle. How did you feel about your own performance in that game? Yeah, overall, I was pretty happy considering the game time I've had. Um, I think I was the first 80 minutes I've had for about two years. Um, you know, my body's feeling fresh. Um, I've had a good pre-season. Um, and yeah, the try, you know, just pinned my ears back really. It's a bit of a miscommunication with me and Joe Ricks. Um, The ball bobbled up. I just seen that gap and just went for it. Um, and then obviously... I looked for support. I couldn't see anyone. <laughs> um, I didn't see anyone home, so I just tipped it over and luckily the bounce bobbed up to me and uh, just scored under the, under the sticks. It was a long time to go after that try, of course, to hold out then, you know, with Ben Burnell's kicking, getting the extra points, but a big defensive effort. Is that something that the squad has been focusing on in training? Yeah, it's just, like I say, you know, Ben's 18, you know, he's... He's really stepping up fair play to him. Um, it goes to show how fit we are as well. You know, we, we emphasise on that. Um, it was just a massive uh, scalp, you know, to beat Merthyr anyway. You know, it was a good crowd. Just, you know, it was just a really good day. It's a tough um, league in it or, or a cup competition, I should say, the Premiership Cup and another massive game coming up Friday night now against Cardiff away. Do you think you can carry the the momentum from that Merthyr win down to Cardiff on Friday? Almost definitely. Um, you know, it doesn't get any easier, does it? But <laughs> it's a, a six-days turnaround. They just come off a big win again as well. Um, at Bebervale, you know, we lost a bit, but no, it's, when we do meet, it's a great game to be uh, a part of. And um, we will definitely be going down here with confidence, you know, uh, thinking we, we, we're going to win it. Well, Let's hope you're right there, uh, Lloyd, and um, best of luck to you and the rest of the team on Friday night. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you, Gidor. Yes, Lloyd Rowlands' try against Merthyr was a classic, trusting his own pace and ability to beat the opposition defence on the counter. Probably worth the admission fee just to see that bit of action. Well done to you, Lloyd. And like Ro Lloyd Rowlands, we've covered a lot of ground on this week's show. And the focus now will be on the big derby game against Cardiff at the Arms Park on Friday evening. That's a 7.15pm kick-off. The Black and White Army will be there in force to support the team. So why not join them and get to watch what will surely be a fantastic encounter and hopefully another Ponty win. That's it then for another week on the Ponty Rugby Show. We hope you've enjoyed and can join us again when we're next on air. I'm Gator Davis wishing you Daboch and Holvaur and have a good week till next week.